But even if Biden doesn't want to charge into this debate, other Democrats definitely do. And some of them are threatening that if Republicans go through with filling RBG's seats, then when Democrats win back the Senate, they'll just add more seats to the Supreme Court, AKA court packing, which is one way to bring balance to the courts. Although obviously, once the Republicans get back in power, then they'll add more justices to the courts, which is why I think Democrats should just cut to the chase and make everyone in America a Supreme Court justice. I mean, think about it. Because of Corona, most of us are already comfortable working in robes anyway. So it'll be a seamless transition. <laughs> um, he does uh, make the obvious point with the problem with the whole court packing thing, which uh, Joe Biden himself has said. I, I guarantee you Joe Biden's not in favor of court packing, but whether or not it actually would happen, I don't know. Oh Well, I'm sorry. I'll lead with what he's saying. Then I'll get to the obvious problem. He's he is on the record repeatedly as saying it's a terrible idea because it is right. But he was also staunchly against last year Supreme Court appointments last year of a term. Mm-hmm. And then he was staunchly for it. And now he's staunchly against it again. So bleh, he's going to say what's most useful to him moment to moment, mm. as most politicians will. So there are a couple of uh, huge problems with the 1619 Project. Being taught in your school. Nicole Hannah-Jones was the perpetrator of uh, of this. Uh, there's a lot of it that's actually really good. It's a collection of a bunch of essays. And, and some of it is very, very informative about uh, slavery and the horrors of it and the way the trade worked and the rest of it. Um, it's actually really useful uh, historical stuff. Um, but there are a couple of things that are horrifically wrong with it, and unfortunately, they're kind of foundational to the whole thing and what's being taught in schools. Number one is uh, an economic, uh, an essay on the economics of slavery, and I can't remember the name of the guy who who wrote it, but it is completely bunk. I mean, it's just awful. It, it argues that the the historic might uh, of the United States economically and all was built entirely on slavery, and that everything that makes us that makes America exceptional is because of slavery, and that's one of the main threads through this thing. Well, check um, out Tim Sandifer's Twitter feed if you want a deep dive on this. I, I mean, was just going to say, yeah, he's, he's written, written beautifully on it. And constantly linking all the various historians, left, right, and center, who have torn apart the 1619 Project. My favorite response to the whole, anything that's exceptional about America is, is thanks to the slaves, is that there are many, many places that had slaves uh, that had more slaves than the United States and aren't very exceptional at all, and haven't built economic might. And the very parts of the United States that rejected slavery became the most mighty economically. So, anyway. But the other serious problem with the 1619 Project is that Nicole Hannah-Jones has stated repeatedly, the New York Times stated repeatedly, that the real founding of this country was in 1619. That's why it's called that. Right. And when the first slaves were brought over, and the United States only broke free from Britain uh, to perpetuate slavery. Both of which assertions are utterly ridiculous. But strangely enough now, Nicole Hannah-Jones is denying 
that she said the real founding of the country is in 1619, even though everybody screen captured all her tweets and everything. And the New York Times quietly removed that verbiage from like the title page of the 1619 project. Notably, they did that on their on the website of it. But the textbooks that have been shipped out are most likely the original versions of so this they, thing. Indeed. So, so they would still have the phrase, for instance, understanding 1619 is our true founding, which has been taken out of the New York Times website. Correct. That would still be in the books. Correct. Probably. And yeah. taking out the phrase, America was not yet America, but this was the moment it began. They took that phrase out also. And as the World Socialist website points out, you could probably tell by the name that this is a left-leaning organization. <laughs> yes. They're not really hiding it. Yes, no. I, I leapt right to that conclusion. Even they said that taking those two phrases out of the web version of the 1619 Project um, is not mere wording changes. The true founding claim is the core element of the project's assertion that all of American history is rooted and defined by white racial hatred of blacks. According to this narrative... According to Hannah Jones, the American Revolution was a preemptive racial counter-revolution waged by white people to defend slavery against British plans to abolish it. The fact that they've taken that out undermines their entire premise. And to take it out quietly and then not explain why, yeah. well, it tells you everything you need to know, really. It, it really does. It, it unveils for you the nature of the people involved. And again, it's unfortunate because if it were not for... That handful of horrific flaws. I mean, you can't just call them flaws. They're foundational. They're ugly. They're stupid. They're they're factually incorrect. They're racist. And <laughs> I could probably go on for five more minutes. But um, that has totally like poisoned people reading this stuff. That's good. So she was asked about this on uh, CNN, and she said, "Of course, we know." That 1776 was the founding of this country. The project does not argue that 1776 was not the founding of the country. This, of course, is an outright lie, says the World Socialist website, <laughs> which is something. And this is a legit organization that you're aware of, right, Sean? I, I, I did I'm some. I, I learned about them today. I did some. Uh, there's a couple of media fact check bias things. They said they do mostly factual reporting, but they are a very left site. Uh, her statement uh, uh, changing the narrative is an outright lie. Hannah Jones has repeatedly made the true founding claim in innumerable tweets, interviews, and lectures. I've seen them. Yes. I've seen her a couple times say that. Personally. I've seen her on book TV talking about that. These are attested to in news articles and video clips readily available on the internet. Anybody can check it out. Her own Twitter account included her image against a backdrop consisting of the year 1619 with the year 1776 crossed out next to it. Once again, this is what she said on CNN just the other day. Of course, we know that 1776 was the founding of the country. The project does not argue that 1776 was not the founding of the country. That's her, her entire premise was the opposite. Anyway, right. going on. Having been caught in one lie, she doubles down with new and even bigger lies. The Times journalist celebrity not only denies her project's central argument, in self-contradictory fashion, she also says that the true founding claim was just a bit of a rhetorical flourish. She told CNN that the 1619 Project was merely an effort to move the study of slavery to the forefront of American history. If, as Hannah Jones now claims, all the Times had sought to do was draw more attention to the history of slavery in the years that existed in British North America and the United States, there would never have been a controversy. But there is a controversy because of the whole 1619 thing and the, all the claims of it being the true founding. That was the entire launch of this thing. Yeah. Just as a study of a human being, I find it interesting that she's not so deluded by her ideology 
that she doesn't realize she stepped in it. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, she's not so wild-eyed a nut job that she's clinging to some of the idiotic claims. She's been talked out of them, I, I'm, so it would seem. I'm not looking to uh, remove her responsibility from any of this, but how much of this is a symptom of kind of the internet clickbait, clickonomics culture where you can't make a point, you have to rhetorically flourish your point to cut through the noise? It's a factor here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Tim Sandifer tweeted this out. Uh, a couple of things. I think it was Tim. No, but, I, but, some... but but yeah, but, I, I, but, what you on. said is absolutely true. <laughs> and your um, uh, whatever you call that thing at the beginning, introduction, no, preamble. Yeah, when you when you prologue, give, give yourself an out. It's uh, the, 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 the your the, weasel words, your caveat or whatever. Yeah. Caveat is, That's a good is word. absolutely one hundred percent true. Though I can't write a book. George Washington was a transsexual. And then, and then write a perfectly good biography of George Washington right. and just say that was a rhetorical flourish to right. get attention from my book. Uh, yeah. I don't actually believe that. It, it, that doesn't work. Uh, the other thing. <laughs> and this. Uh, uh, oh, Nick- that whole he's a transsexual thing? No, nah, it's just a way for me to get to sell the book. And the book is just a regular book. The other thing that uh, got, got me booked a, on the show, didn't it? Got me, got it's me standing in front of a picture of George Washington without a penis or something, and, and then I claim, what? no, that had nothing to you do. Know, every portrait of George Washington I've seen leaves that out. <laughs> I mean, he's got a bit of a, a bulge there in his trow, but he's you know, he's a big man. I'm standing Come in on. front of that picture, and then I say, no, no, that had nothing to do with it. It's just really. Although, she's in front of a giant poster with 1619 and 1776 crossed out. Yeah. Now but she's the, claiming that's not really central to the argument. You know, my better judgment is telling me not to pursue your George Washington biography <laughs> metaphor, but it, it, to, for that metaphor to work, you would have to explain how, uh, you know, crossing the Delaware was to meet a, a transsexual a lover or something. A surgeon, right. I mean, it would have the thread would have to run through the entire book. Because it does in the 1619 Project, to a large extent, although there are some parts of it that are excellent history. Yeah, the Another... Haitians were, uh, Hessians were uh, rowing me across so I could get my man parts sewed into a woman part. <laughs> and then I say that, and I say that in interview after interview, writing after writing. Tweet it. And then when it finally gets hot enough, I say, no, nah, that really had nothing to do with it. The yeah, whole that was just... Come on now. This was not material at all. It's rhetorical flourish. Also, <laughs> Hannah, what's her name? Nicole Hannah Jones. She said she has... Like two first names and a last name. It's just I can never remember. She she's a huckster and a self promoter and an ideologue and a bomb chucker and the rest of it. But there's a tweet. Somebody tweeted at her with pictures of the riots and the burnings. We should call these the sixteen nineteen project riots. And she tweeted back, I would be honored. Right. So Okay, she's a huckster, and she 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 overstated things to try to sell books. You get to do that. People do that all the time. She won a Pulitzer Prize. It was featured in the New York Times endlessly, right. and they're going to teach it in schools until Trump outlawed it. Right. So it goes beyond, you know, oh, just trying course. to sell a book. Obviously, absolutely. All the people that bought in on it. Oh, please, you poor sons of bucks who, and then daughters of bucks who are get dragged into these racist meetings where you're forced to on your knees to admit to white guilt and the rest of it. It's it's all based on this same stuff. 
I, 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 I appreciate this World Socialist website, which I hadn't heard of, calling it out as caught in one lie. She doubles down on even bigger lies. Well, the entire basis of socialism and Marxism is that it's a divide of the classes and it's economic. And they think the uh, the racialists are going to so muddy the water that nobody's going to go to Marxists, traditional Marxists anymore. Meanwhile, the racialists have adopted all of the verbiage and and arguments of Marxism, but changed, you know, class references to race references. Yeah, you're right. I have for the heard, same purpose. I've heard. I have heard that actual socialists are very un, uh, unhappy with this. Yeah, we were workers. You workers of the world unite, not races of the world divide. Right, and you're screwing it all up. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, any comment? Four one five two nine five KFTC. I got another. Uh, oh, another uh, judge thing. The latest you need to know on Amy Coney Barrett and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. On the way. We are. <laughs> will prevail, I hope sooner rather than later. The president is elected for four years, not three years, so the power that he has in year three continues into year four, and maybe some members of the Senate will will wake up and appreciate that that's how it should be. That's Justice Ginsburg in 2016 making the argument that you can nominate somebody in the fourth year, you're still president. <laughs> I can't figure out how much people are uh, swayed either by their love of Trump or hate for hate hatred of Trump on these things. But I was, I was listening to several conservatives argue that no, no, they should he should not name somebody. You know, the the next who's going to be next president should pick. Why? I don't understand that. I know Jonah Goldberg and David French are arguing that in part. The Republicans say, okay, we'll wait till after the election to see who wins. And in return, you promise not to pack the courts. Of course, nobody's going to keep their promises. No. They will lie or they will change their mind the minute it serves them. I find that to be, and I'm I'm very fond of reading Jonah and, and David's arguments, and we've talked to them both, and, and they're fine fellas. Uh, but, you know, I and I hesitate to say anything too mean because I like them, but it, it smacks of of Washington intellectual parlor, um, you know, just idea trading. It's not realistic. It's not the way the real world works. Simple as this: the Republicans in the Senate in Obama's last term thought we can make the argument it's too close to the election, and it's close enough, even though it's nine months, that we won't lose a lot of votes and 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 so we're going to hold out and see how it goes and it went fine you know if some some you know a future day a president has 2 years left and the senate's held by the opposite party and they hold out for 2 years will the american people see that as too egregious too obstructionist i don't know we have elections i don't like it well I know Lindsey Graham and others uh, have said this sort of thing and then gone back on it. But I swear to God, if Hillary Clinton were president right now, I'd be saying, yeah, of course she gets to nominate somebody. She's still president. It's the way it works. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be happy about it, but what are you going to do? I think Lindsay's argument this time around is underappreciated in that he said, I was talking about doing the honorable thing. Then the other side stabbed us in the eye by the the, uh, the virtual lynching of, of Judge Kavanaugh. And he said, I'm not making the decency argument anymore. Do what you have to do. Yeah, well, we're we're in a bad place when everybody decides that that's it. Yeah, and depending on which side you like better, you could go back to this uh, incident or that measure or the Harry Reid nuclear option. Or Well, how about the, you know, a lot of people have said this. I'll just quote Ben Shapiro who said this. Because um, uh, Chuck Schumer said yesterday, Leader, McC- Leader McConnell's actions may now very well destroy the institution of the Senate. Um, and Ben Shapiro said, to prevent that destruction, we propose killing the filibuster and adding new states likely to elect Democrats. The Senate is at stake. Yeah, the idea of we're going to destroy the Senate if you destroy the Senate is <laughs> an interesting threat. But that's where we are, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's the old tit for tat thing. Do you think Too any many of this, tats for think, me. Do you think Not any, enough, you know. Do you think any of this is empty threats? <laughs> like, you know, because people make all kinds of claims and then they never do them. There are um, empty threats until they're not empty threats. There are a lot of things that, that people like taught, whisper, whispered about. Then they threatened them, but everybody's like, nobody's going to do that. Like the nuclear option in the Senate, eliminating the filibuster for judges. Then one dark day, Harry Reid went ahead. Yeah, and but it still holds for a lot of other stuff. Well, I, I think that's guaranteed. That's going away. Packing the court, I doubt. I doubt they actually do that. Adding states, I don't know, but... I think the filibuster going away and it just being a majority win all the time is absolutely going to happen immediately if the Democrats take the Senate. Yeah, yeah. That's not an empty threat at all. Well, listen up. The CDC has specific instructions on celebrating Halloween. (laughs) Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In addition, we found to our dismay that a number of individuals who have completely recovered and apparently are asymptomatic when they have sensitive imaging technologies such as magnetic resonance imaging or MRI have found to have a disturbing number of individuals who have inflammation of the heart. These are the kind of things that tell us we must be humble and that we do not completely understand the nature of this illness. They saw even one total eclipse of the heart. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, a lot of the health leaders are testifying before Congress today. I happen to see what Dr. Fauci said directly before what you just heard, and he was discussing the long, the so-called long haulers and a lot of the neurological effects that a small percentage of patients have. Um, inability to concentrate, exhaustion, confusion, the rest of it, which is, you know, I wake up that way. But um, there are aspects of COVID-19 that are utterly mysterious and troubling. And I can't wait till we have a firm grasp on what it is and how it does it and how it can be dealt with. Most of us aren't going to get it. Most of us who do get it are going to be perfectly fine. True. But if you're not in that group, it can be terrible. Yes. And public policy should reflect those realities. I'm looking up at Good Morning America. They've got the story, parents of water skiing babies speak out. Mm. That's what we need more of in America. Finally. More of that sort of thing. Parents of water skiing babies speak out. I'm guessing they were hated on the internet, and that's why they're speaking out? Probably. I got to admit, I mean, I'm I'm a you know do-whatever-you-want-to-do guy, but I'm looking at that thinking, 
That looks like a very dangerous thing to have your six-month-old do. Seems ill-advised. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but hey. Uh, CDC has released new guidelines on Halloween, Joe. The oh. government's now heavily involved in Halloween. Guideline number one, don't eat an apple. It'll have razor blades in it. Yes. Or, or pins. Happens all the time. Yep. Or heroin. Uh, the CDC, and now this is different than like Mayor Garcetti in L.A. outlawing Halloween or various places. I am a, I would march because of that. That makes me insanely angry. I don't know how the government gets to outlaw my kids walking to my neighbor's house when they are willingly inviting them over with their lights on. Um, um, not in my America, buddy. <laughs> how do you outlaw that? Anyway. What do you the, think of Eric Garcidiot? Garcidiot? Yeah, Eric Garcidiot. That's pretty good. Is it too just abusive? <laughs> I mean, I like my insults to have some substance to them. I mean, Gavin Mussolini is good because he seized emergency powers like some sort of would-be dictator, but a semi-ridiculous one like Mussolini was. And, and, Eric and, Garcetti. And he's almost certainly not an idiot. Yeah, Eric Garcetti is quite bright. The problem is he has spent his entire life in the fantasy world of academia or the utterly divorced from reality world of, of government. I think the play on words is so good, You, uh, it, uh, it trumps the fact that it's not. So it shall be. <laughs> I have spoken. The, <laughs> the CDC has released guidelines around Halloween and other fall holidays. Noting that many celebrations will likely need to be different this fall to prevent the spread of the virus. Uh, traditional Halloweens could be high risk. Here's their advice for mask wearing, Joe. Hmm. A costume mask is not a substitute for a cloth mask, says the CDC guidance. A costume mask should not be used unless it's made of two or more layers of breathable fabric that covers the mouth and nose and doesn't have gaps. This is the part I really like. The CDC says that people should not wear a costume mask over a protective cloth mask because the costume mask may make it hard to breathe. I like it when the government has guidelines like that for its people. You know what you do? You put a mask on your kid and you say, and they would say, I can't breathe with this on. You'd say, okay, well, you take that off. Or you'd, or you'd say to your kid, can you breathe okay? Yeah, I can breathe fine. That's the way every single normal human being would handle that situation in the history of the world, as opposed to a government guideline telling you that. What a beautiful illustration of what I was talking about with Eric Garcidiot. How he's lived in the fantasy world where you have to warn people, if you can't <laughs> breathe, take it off. <laughs> You have to warn them. When the pizza comes out of the oven, it may be hot. Don't you, grab it with your bare hands because it was just been in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Boy, that's that's it's so horrible. It's fabulous. That Don't is hold the nail with your thumb over the top because when you strike it, it's going to really hurt. How did Joe die? Well, he was uh, his, uh, his uh, Halloween costume included not one but two dry cleaning bags tightly fastened over his head. And he, he, he died of asphyxia. He'd seen no government warnings. He couldn't breathe, you see, but it didn't dawn on him to take off his costume till he died. Uh, many of the lower-risk activities are safe alternatives. Try carving or decorating pumpkins with just your household. If you do want to get creative with some friends or family who don't live with you, sit outside at a safe distance. You know, it's funny. Departing from the topic for the moment. You know the old, if you had a time machine discussion? Mm-hmm. I would be sorely tempted to use it to go back in time when my three kids were little and we carved pumpkins. Damn it. Oh, pretty my good. God. It's a pretty uh, good one. Yeah. That's the stuff of life right there. That's why we're there. That's why we're on Earth. 
to fashion pumpkins into scary faces. No. No, to be with the no, ones no, we... No, that's not what I meant. Uh, no, to be with the ones we love. Sure. Oh, my God, I miss those days. Yeah, it's awesome. And they slip away so fast. Oh, As I mentioned the other so day, the, true. the fact that I don't read to them at night anymore, that, that, that it's over. It's oh. just, and it's over forever. It's not like it's going to come back once a year or anything. Yeah. You know, I had kids too late to enjoy grandkids, probably, so I, you know, I've screwed myself out of that, too. And then, yeah, um, I remember these, uh, you know, affectionate, funny bedtime rituals we had. And then one night it's, yeah, good night, Dad. Yeah. Right. right. What just, how'd you, last night you were, and it's over. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Cue sunrise, sunset from Fiddler on the Roof, Michael. No, don't, don't play it. It's too sad. Sam lost a dancing contest at school yesterday, he said. What sort of school is this? <laughs> I thought, is this the movie <laughs> Fame West, Fame or West Side Story? Or yeah. what, what about all these yeah. dancing contests? Anyway, I think I think it's pretty easy to figure out what happened here. My 10-year-old. It was um, fixed. <laughs> Liberals. I said, how did you end up in a dancing contest? This was during recess. And he said this kid, this new friend of his, uh, challenged him to a dancing contest. Well, you know why the kid challenged him to a dancing contest? Because he's probably really good at dancing. Because he's really good at dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah duh. He's really good at it. And Sam said, it's like his bones have extra joints in him, the way he move around and everything. Like I said, yeah, I know. You watch people who can dance, and it is as if their limbs are different than your limbs. Yeah, well, it's really quite amazing. Anyway, yeah, be. so if you're really good at something, just go around challenging them to it. Oh, man, I, I don't can't. know what I would challenge people to do, but... We found, um, I, uh, we'll get back to the thread in a second, but we have a great email. I have a great email somewhere where uh, one of our beloved listeners, kid, got in trouble in distance learning... Because the teacher, the, the gym teacher told him, all right, now run around in a circle for 10 minutes till I tell you to stop in your home. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Just wanted him to run around the room yeah. for 10 minutes. Yeah, they're doing that with uh, the, the PE on the online PE. Wow. A lot of like in your bedroom or wherever you're doing it. Yeah, I don't want to be too cynical because it's an extremely difficult ask. Of teachers. Well, plus, the <clears> kids <throat> are sitting there in front of that computer. you got to get them up and jumping around a little bit before you get them to sit back down and try Absolutely. and get them to but pay ten, any attention. Ten minutes of running around in a circle. <laughs> anyway, back to Halloween and the strict government guidelines. I'll just hit you with one more. The CDC recommends having a scavenger hunt style trick-or-treat search with your household members instead of going from house to house. Again, my neighbors have their lights on. They have buckets of candy. They've thought through the consequences. I have also with my child. We're going to get together and make this decision on our own, government. Sorry about that. And well, then, what are you going to come arrest me? Give me a ticket? No, maybe they will. They are in Great Britain, for instance. The CDC also cautions that if screaming is likely to occur during a spooky activity, families should try to stay more than six feet apart. Right, right, Shut right, up. Right, right. Yeah, Not you, Joe, the government. Oh, no. I, I understood perfectly. <laughs> screaming. Ah! Like that? Great. Now I have the vid. Because it expels moisture particles. Speaking moistly. <laughs> I've got so many masks on, I can't breathe. Stumble, stumble, pass out. Right. What should we do? <laughs> what do we do? Somebody asked the government, what should we do? He can't breathe. <laughs> Through his mask that's on him. What do we do? God, I don't know whether to you know, <laughs> breathe harder, stand on my head, or poop wood nickels. I swear the world has gotten so strange. Speaking of poop, breathe harder. 
Speaking of pooping wooden nickels, we had the story earlier of the woman who wanted to wanted the, the policeman to let her use the bathroom when he pulled her over. We asked the question. We got a bunch of people who have been pulled over had to use the bathroom. We've got a bunch of cops who've pulled people over had to use the bathroom. We have the answer to that question. Don't dare tune away, especially if, you know, you need to go. Also, what they're doing in Great Britain for the whole COVID thing is kind of interesting. They're uh, they're cracking down, but slightly different twist from what we're doing in the United States. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The negative media attention that came out of Tiger King was extremely difficult because of the fact that my family was struggling so much with it, to the point where my daughter doesn't read hardly any of the news anymore. I've seen what the media can do to you, and I hate that I try even harder to be strong in their presence. I keep it inside and wait until everybody's gone before I can break down. Did I tell you how to make it better? Hillary well, Clinton sound alike, look alike, and soul alike. Carol blanking basket. Well, stop feeding people the tigers would be my response. Right. Carol basket. Killed her husband, whacked him. Yeah. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. No way. Fed him to tigers, they snack him. What's happening? Carol I would. That's what I'm saying. I would feel bad about it because there's a chance that you know she didn't do anything wrong, and uh, we have a we do do this uh, where we tear people apart. I'm thinking of a representative Gary Condit. You know, you know? tears people apart. Tigers <laughs> when they're snacking. Right. Um, and and we're and 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 I have done this. I've been guilty of this myself. Where I forget that wow, these are actually real human beings. These various celebrities that I'm saying horrible things about. Yes, they're actual human beings. What kind of monster are you? <laughs> Um, the other reason uh, she probably has, you know, rough uh, moments is is the guilt over killing her husband. <laughs> and then the feeding him to the tigers. Part. Well, although once he's dead, I mean, the tiger's got to eat something. No, but I'm not hung up on that. I would feel bad if she were just a regular person. But, I, you know, I saw that whole Tiger King thing. The way she runs that organization and what she's up to and the way she treats people, she's not a good person. You're no saint. No, she is, she is a <laughs> long way from a saint. So. Yeah, yeah. So whether, uh, you, want... whether you fed your husband to tigers or not. <laughs> she did. I want everybody to brace themselves, all right, a little bit. And if you are, I don't know, a surgeon listening to the show as you're uh, performing a medical procedure, or I don't know, you're an astronaut and you're guiding the space shuttle or something, maybe you ought to turn it off uh, to hear this story. Sean? So on Sunday, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers, still feels weird to say that. Ugh, it's, it's, uh, I'd rather hear an obscenity than that. Their, uh, their starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, uh, suffered a chest injury, kind of an unusual injury to 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 experience, just before uh, during pregame workouts, an unusual time for it, and was pulled from the game. didn't didn't play. There wasn't really so a chest injury. Yeah, in the pregame, how odd. And then there was little word, and, and nobody really said why. Well, the report came out today that the Chargers team doctor 
accidentally punctured his own quarterback Tyrod Taylor's lung <sighs> just before kickoff Sunday while trying to administer a pain-killing injection to the quarterback's cracked ribs. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, you know, I should have said oh, if you're driving, pull over. Oh, oh my. Man. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh. That's, that's some bad doctrine there. It's like sticking a Q-tip in your ear and having it come out the other side. <laughs> A, a little long, too far. Long Q-tip. Uh, wow. Wow. What is somebody? Ow! Hey, Doc, you're supposed ha. to help <clears throat> me. Somebody squeezing behind him. Is, oh, sorry, Doc. What happened there? That's terrible. Of course, that's the uh, the, the part of the <clears throat> NFL that we all pretend doesn't exist or ignore a lot or don't hear that much about. Is that you're, Why do they pl- make so much money? They're playing in tremendous pain with these injuries, and they just shoot them up with painkillers and ignore it. So you oh, get yeah. bone grinding on bone or you know breaks you're ignoring or whatever's happening. Sure. So that you can get out there and play. That's the culture and the economics of it. Oh, jeez. Well, you lose your job. And a lot of and a lot of I've heard athletes talk about this. I could either do that or I could be hurt and I may never play again in my life. Mm-hmm. That might be the end of my career. Right. So how about you I'll shoot up my ankle? In the off yeah, exactly. And yeah. you tend to be young, you know. At my age, I would think, I don't know if I want to be in pain the rest of my life. But when you're 23 years old or whatever, you think you're, you're you 23 need... years old, and in the best of scenarios with the the NFL, your your earning window is maybe four years, maybe. Well, right. Add to that how quickly you tend to heal as a young person. Yes. You don't understand that 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 messed up ankle of yours will. If torture is an overstatement, I apologize, but it'll torture you for the rest of your days. You can't understand that, but it's fun to watch. Um, what am I feeling right now? I need. What is my? This is good. It's good you get in touch with your what feelings. Am I feeling. I'm trying to figure out what I'm feeling. You want to dance? <laughs> no, I don't. Um. Good morning. Sunday morning. Thank you. <laughs> The eagle has landed. She's <laughs> feeling the effects of mushrooms or something. Has anybody nailed down what happened there with her? On Does anybody a... have any idea what that old lady is talking about? <laughs> that would be the Speaker of the House of Representatives. I think she was attempting to do like the cutesy, flirty, coy, I'm not going to answer. Oh, good morning. Isn't it a lovely Sunday morning? Okay. But it came across as she had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, good it morning. Did. It really did. Sunday morning. Yeah. The, uh... George Stephanopoulos had the same look on his face as I did. He's like, is she about to go down? So show me hold her up. <laughs> well, he had that pleasantly attentive smile of the interviewer. Uh, but you could see it fade and his eyebrows started to go up a little bit. As uh, yeah, Started yeah. looking a little bit off camera. Are, are you guys seeing this too? <laughs> are you, are you okay? Is this just on my feed? If yeah. you get next hour of the Armstrong and Getty show... We should probably re-look into uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Is that her name? It is. Well done. God, I have trouble. Why do I have so much trouble saying that? There's something about the... The M and the N. There's something about the consonant vowel order that makes it difficult for my mouth to do. Uh, we are wondering, how are they going to attack her? What is going to be the club that they beat her with to try to ruin her? Um, we now know what it is. It's her religion and the ways that they're going to go about it. And we'll get into that uh, next hour. Also, a fascinating featurette on the history of neckbeards. And uh, a question, a couple of questions from a listener about voting, say, Republican in a heavily Democratic state. Why is it worth it? And or voting third party. Are you throwing away your vote? Are you undermining this, that, or the other? It's an interesting that philosophical uh, uh, discussion. So we'll 
have that in a moment or two. Uh, got this text. We did this story earlier. Um, I'm a former law enforcement. I let a lady who ran a stop sign go to her house to use the bathroom after I took her driver's license. I then waited outside of her house, and she came out after using the bathroom, and I wrote her a ticket. Yeah, that's what I would expect to happen, I think. She got, got rid of all her contraband. Uh, maybe, She, f- she flushed it all. Exactly. Um, her stop sign running contraband. <laughs> you know, the... the Okay, go ahead. Many times as a motor cop, I stopped people who claimed the violation I uh, was caused by a desperate need to use the bathroom. That's the reason I was driving so fast or ran the stop sign or whatever. I need to go to the bathroom. I simply got their license, etc. I said I would follow them to a restroom and uh, do my business while they were doing theirs. Weird how many suddenly didn't need to go that bad. Oh, boy. If they were still going to get the ticket, but it was just going to lengthen the process. That's all right. I'll hold it. Um, I was CHP for th- over 30 years. The gotta go to the bathroom is an excuse people think would let them go. I would let them go. If practical, I would take their info and follow them to write a ticket as they did their business. So seems pretty common that the police will let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody here said I got pulled over for a DUI once and they let me, they let me out of the car, put my handcuff to my belt and let me urinate alongside the road. I suppose that's mostly because you thought they're going to urinate in the back of the car if I don't do that. Oh boy. And then I'm going to have to clean it. So maybe I'll stop and let them go. I also think that the cop in the tape that we played, the the woman crying and begging to be let loose because she really, really had to poop. First of all, fact check. Did she or didn't she? I should know this. Uh, But uh, I think he sensed he was dealing with the sort of person who would claim that. Mm. Driving on a suspended license, blubbering. She didn't know her license was suspended. Multiple warrants are out for her. He was thinking, all right, I know you're kind. It's like the the pretty blonde who immediately begins blubbering. Oh, officer. Oh, officer. Cops are like, oh, come on. I'm not that dumb. Falling for the old I got a poop story. Please. And it is growing uh, hour by hour. The realization that Pennsylvania is the key to the presidential election and how it is going to be a cluster blank with all the mail-in balloting. Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, no. Armstrong and Getty.